my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Welcome back to the 88 miles per hour podcast. This is a female. Uh, You haven't probably been hearing one in a very long time, but I am one of the original co-hosts, Renata, if you don't know who I am. And right with me, beside me, or I say like looking at him from a computer screen, his name is... Hey everybody, it's Sanch, and you all know (laughs) who I am. I'm Sanch. I... I am the guy who is outside your window late at night staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the one who's holding the boom box along with it. <laughs> yeah. We're each of us there you go, fan. One lucky fan is gonna win a a, a scary stalker scenario by us eighty eight miles. Where Renata will be holding a boom box. Um, but, but instead of wearing a trench coat, I'm going to dress like Lisa from Weird Science. I'm gonna have a crop top and I'm just gonna <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna look exactly the way she looked like when she was on the door, <laughs> when she's leaning yeah. on the door, and I will be dressed like um, I don't know. Give me someone to be dressed as. Uh, you could be dressed as um. I'll be dressed I, up like uh, like Madonna from Dress Je- Desperately Seeking Susan. There you go. <laughs> or you could be working girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be working, girl. Okay, that's who I'll be. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, we'll be outside your window for one week straight outside. Once it hits 11 p.m., we'll be out there till 5 a.m. And, yeah, so one of you lucky fans will win that. (laughs) No, no, he's going to be Christian Slater, and he's going to climb through your window late at night, like in Heather's. Oh, yeah. I forgot we did that movie. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we we. He said, "I want to play croquet." We leave it like. <laughs> oh yeah, and then and they do it like in the backyard. That made no sense to me. That 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 whole part made no sense to me. Yeah, it was all like out in the open. It was freaking. Like... Like, she just met this guy. Like literally, like she didn't even like. She said two words to him at the cafeteria, and then bam, he like comes in her window, and she's like, "Oh my god!" Like instead of just saying, "Oh my god!" Like you know, like how do you know where I live? This and that. Like she's still like, "Oh hey, what's up?" Like you it, know, because well, when we during that episode, um, we we actually uh, talked about it, and um, I remember the one thing that we were saying is that it was the whole bad boy image, and that was your your call on it because. He was he was um a bad oh, boy. Yeah. He was a bad boy, but like still like if you think about it, like I mean besides like girlish fantasies like you know coming upon us when we watch these movies and in like a real sense, you're all just like, Oh my god, like what are you doing here? How do you know where I live? Like, you know you, that sort of thing, like surprise, like unsure, curious, like it's like based on movies. It seems like girls want that—a guy to climb through their window. It happened in Twilight, if you remember. They do. I, I have to admit, being a girl, I always wanted. I actually wanted. Um, what was that one show on Nickelodeon with 
Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Clarissa like, well, explains it all, right? Yeah, the Clarissa. Her neighbor like, would climb up neighbor. the window. Oh, Sam. Like, you know, the ladder <laughs> window, and then, like, she would climb up, and then, you, and that would just be it. Like, oh. <laughs> and real quick, ladies and gentlemen, if you're curious about our Heathers episode, travel back to episode 21. That episode was our, our Heathers episode, so if you want to hear us talk about so... Just a really quick synopsis is we're not on scent to travel back to March 31st, 1989, where we talk about the teen dark comedy Heathers. But before we get into film, Sanj and Renata, oh, actually I spelled my Sanj wrong. I gotta go fix that. Sanj and Renata debate <laughs> about which Disneyland park is better. And Sanj has a bone to pick with all the Michael Bay hate towards the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles remake. Oh yeah, I forgot. We were debating Disney. And you're going to Disney again. Yes, I am. I'm at 45 days and counting. Nice. That's freaking... For how long? 11 days. 11 days. Yeah. I, that I, still isn't enough. Nah. For, yeah, you're, you're right. For you, freaking uh, Disney... Um, ladies and gentlemen, here's the thing. With Renata, she... How, for All right, real quick, let's, let's refresh our audience on that. You've been going to Disneyland for a week every year since when? Since I was six years old. Damn. Six years old. And right now, you are? 21. 21, ladies and gentlemen. So if we do that math, that's 82 years she's been going to Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) Well, someone needs to go back to grade school. Take our DeLorean, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna have to like end this, you know, conversation, and we're gonna continue to go back in time and go back to when you know Sanchez was at grade school, singing his little desk with his little apple on his desk, you know, (laughs) teacher. It's weird because like I didn't, I didn't focus on math. I got really, I got into into sports at a young age. I should have focused on math, but there is this guy who showed up who said was me and gave me this book called a sports almanac and he said use this and it would help you in the future instead of math and i trusted the guy but Uh, then okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah and uh, honestly folks we have episodes that relate to a lot of stuff that we talk about so if you want to hear last year's disney trip it was everything disney and 80s disney we talked so much disney uh, actually, episode 23, that's the episode. It was our big uh, Disney 80s episode because Renata, she explained her whole trip. And it's going to happen again. She's going to disappear for a while. Wh- when are you going? I'm going June 28th, and I'm coming back July 8th. So just remember, 8. Nice. So when yeah. she comes back, she'll have another recap because it was fun. It was entertaining. You had some awesome stories. You, that's when we found out your mom had a lot of hate towards the Mad Hatter. Right. Oh my God. So I, I feel like I need to tell the story because I think it's still fresh in my mind because I, we were actually just talking about it. So, you know, there's this restaurant in the Grand Floridian Hotel that's on Disney property called the 1900 Park Fair. And the theme is Mary Poppins, or should I say like all British, uh, British characters from Disney, you know, Alice in Wonderland, like I said, Mary Poppins, yeah. Winnie Pooh. And pretty much, like, around there. 
So I go in and my mother is obsessed with Mary Poppins, like obsessed. Like she has to see her. And, you know, being from South Philly, everybody screams, like not screams, but like when you want to get someone's attention and, you know, say hello to them, you just scream at the top of your lungs and you'll just scream from across the street and you'll have like a dead conversation. So my mom goes, Mary! Like, you know, and screams and when, like, parades go on. And, and, of course, she waves, like, you know, how Mary does it. You know, very fancy, very proper. So, anyway, we're at the, uh, we're at, we're having breakfast. And we have, we see Mary, but she keeps going in, like, the opposite direction. And she's skipping our table. We just happen to be, like, at the wrong table in the wrong time, just the way the cycle went. And we were finished our breakfast for 15 minutes now. So, my mom, like, taps the Mad Hatter. <laughs> on the shoulder and she's like um when's mary coming back and then you know you know actually i'm gonna let sans do this i'm gonna tell you what to say and you gotta do like manhatter's voice so you get the full <laughs> all right <laughs> all um right. No, okay well, how about you you send me in that little message thing on here and then i'll read it so then okay so so that the fans don't hear what was said first so so that at least then um i will know what the dialogue is. Oh, Skype is new. There's a new setup, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I haven't been able to Skype in a while with Renaud's here. Um, so, yeah. So Okay. All right. All right. So, you t- you you point at me when you want me to say the dialogue. So, all right. we, we got... Here Here we go. We're, we're acting right here. We're going to be in a scene. So, whatever okay. the is going to happen, tell the story. And then when you point at me, I'll do the dialogue. Okay. So here we go. This is my mother. My mother taps my shoulder and she's like, um, excuse me, um, is Mary coming by anytime soon? Oh dear, you must wait your turn like everybody else. <laughs> and my mom is actually really good. <laughs> my mom was like, um, no, we need to see our Mary. Getting snappy with the Mad Hatter, this South Philadelphia <laughs> woman, I pretty much have to pull her arm and be like, it's okay. It's, it was like, it was like, and I'm pulling her. I'm like, mom, mom. She's like, my mom was like a little kid. No, no, no. Perfect example. If you've seen the show, um, the, the Goldbergs, she is Beverly Goldberg trying to get what she wants. <laughs> Doesn't care who it is. Skips out the magic of Disney and just taps this man on the shoulder. <laughs> wondering where Mary Poppins is. But overall... Coming down to it, she gets the picture with Mary. Oh. She's done. And see, what's funny is that, see, it's, even though you would think, like, listening here, everyone, is that you would think, like, oh, it's all about, you know, oh, Renaud, so they've been taking her because she loves Disney, doing the family. In reality, your parents have been all about Disney before you even existed. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So, in in reality, everyone, it's not that they're going for Renaud. No, they're going for them. They're the... They're, they're, I mean, obviously, they're, you know, it's a family thing, but it's like they love Disney. But, you know, so it's not like she's just being like, oh, I just want to take a picture. No, it's because she loves Disney so much, but she loves Mary. That's where she's like, I want to see Mary. <laughs> it's not just someone being <laughs> randomly rude. Like, a, I mean, I've seen it happen at the parks where just people are just a-holes. But this is just literally her mom being okay. like, I love Disney. I want to see my woman. <laughs> Yeah, like, my mother, like, would totally, like, go lesbian for Mary Poppins. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Did you get that? <laughs> oh, you're happy you got that one out? <laughs> you just end the show right there. There's no way you could beat that. <laughs> let's be honest. That lesbian. I love that. I'm going to steal that from you. I, I enjoy that one. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. 
joke. You have to be like, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. Yeah, but Disney, um, if you literally see my parents, they're so Guido Italian looking that you would just think that they're just so tough and like, you know, they don't care about Disney. And But no, that's not the case. My father, he went to Disney World for the first time. Uh, during his honeymoon with my mother and they became huge fans ever since and they brought me into the world and introduced me to disney things and movies and the characters and you know it just overall it's just one of the best places you can go like you know you're it, it's amazing what disney does and makes and how it makes you feel when you go there it puts you in an all different element oh i can't talk about it anymore though i'll just keep <laughs> Yeah, and the thing is, I know uh, fans, we we make ourselves accessible to our fans. So, for instance, I don't have a personal uh, Instagram. I leave it as in Brothers Bear in 88. Renata is the one that she has. She does have her personal one. It's not a beans. And um, this has happened in the past. So if you're new, this has happened in the past. People have been curious like oh what does renata's mom look like (laughs) so chances are you're probably gonna venture over and actually i think it's like your second post even even you post like she knows she's fine and you post your mom all like flexing and everything (laughs) so yeah so fans if you go and check her out be respectable (laughs) yes i mean like i mean let's 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 be honest my mother is fine yeah, and then also, too, because your dad's on there, too, so he'll probably be like, hey. Actually, he'd probably be like, nope, she's mine, ha. So, well, th- it was an old picture of him, and actually, it was funny. One of the persons that I work with said, oh, my God, is that Johnny Depp? And my dad used to get that. Like, you know, if you look at a young really? picture Johnny, yeah, if you look at a young picture from Johnny Depp when he was, like, in Nightmare on Elm Street, and then you look at my father, they, they look pretty similar. Yeah, because he, he literally 35 minutes ago liked our photo. So I'm gonna go try to see. There's an old one of him. Uh, on my on my Instagram. Oh, on your Instagram. Okay, because I saw on his. It's when he. There's your parents. There. Oh no, it's siblings' day. Maybe that's someone else getting married. So yeah. he said on yours. Okay. On mine, it's like the four. It, it, you'll see. It's a big picture. A young, big young picture of my father. He's all eighties decked out. You know. With, <laughs> with, with <laughs> <the wife. laughs> that one is. It's, uh, he does look like freaking a Johnny Depp. He, 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 you know, <laughs> he looks like he would be in freaking uh, 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, undercover. Like, yeah, he does. He has, like, a, a yeah, he does kind of, like, have, like, a little bit of Johnny Depp right there on him. His eyes. I don't know. But, I, like, it's the eyes. And I think it's just, like, everything like that yeah and your parents are cool like i really dig your parents and again ladies and gentlemen i just pointed this out everything we talk about relates like we have stuff and if you want to learn the whole story of of renata's parents they've actually been guests on our show and if you want to hear stories of her her parents talk about their disney love everything it's actually episode four titled enchantment under the sea dance that episode was uh, everything that we talked about, uh, the the parents and um and all of that. Renata's parents. So the, the whole double episode. It was it was hilarious. I love that episode. Um, so if you want to hear the the craziness that is Renata's parents and where Renata gets her craziness from, check out that episode. Yeah, like <laughs> my crazy. I just made a face there when I was just like I put my tongue to the side. I did a cross side. So yeah, that's me on a normal day. <laughs> yep, Renata. Is uh she's she's a nuts. 
I am a nut. Yeah, and I'm actually going to snap her as we're recording. Um, wait, why am I doing a video? I don't know. I was like, I, I was going to do, well, anyways, we're recording an episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast with my co-host, Renata. Woo! Woo! I know what I'm doing. I'm doing, like, the peace sign in front of my eye thing. So <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so um, there's obviously a lot of stuff has been going on uh, in 80s. We're not really going to do a movie today, everyone, but we feel like um, we've had a year uh, doing this show, and I felt like it'd be good to for us to talk and kind of like reintroduce ourselves for any new fans. We're not going to like repeat everything from our first episodes because we want you to go back to those first episodes. But Oh, hell no. Yeah, because it'll be kind of, you know, it'll be kind of dumb but it's to do that research you need to go back to episode one if you want to know who we are yeah (laughs) you know like one renata likes to say talk if you've heard already she's a talk you you said it's so british i say talk talk how do you do it talk 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 it's it's more a draw like if you say draw draw talk talk draw like say like if you say chalk chalk i want I say chalk weird. Yeah, chalk. Yeah, you do. I, if I say chalk, I'll say chalk. You say chalk. Oh my god! I remember that um, that that Nickelodeon show, Chalk Zone. <laughs> what? Like, no, I don't remember that. What's it was that? a Nickelodeon show, and it was like this kid. It was a cartoon, and like to like he was a superhero, and he had like a, a magic chalk, and he would like draw things, and like things would come alive, I and it was like chalk, chalk, chalk zone, and it was so like weird. And I just imagine like you saying chalk, yeah. and I say chalk. So <laughs> <laughs> does it says it differently? Like you say chalk, chalk, chalk zone, where I would say chalk, chalk. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I'm so weird. Yeah, Renaud is weird. She um. She loves. Uh, oh, you know what? Actually, I wanna I wanna um, discuss this part. I wanna ask you a question when it comes to '80s movies because uh, I had recorded uh, an episode, um, and it was one of my friends who loves um, all things. Like she loves '80s, but her main expertise of '80s is she loves '80s horror movies. Ooh, all about horror love movies. That. And I was like, when I was starting to talk about that, I was like, like me, I was never really big on 80s horror. Like, that's where I'm like, I know the obvious, like, typical uh, horror films, like Nightmare Before, I mean, Nightmare Before, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, the the, 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 the traditional 80s. But um, where is your main, like, where in the 80s horror, I mean, horror, I'm sorry, uh, movies do you see? Stand, um of like 80s movies because i know me like i said i'm not really 80s my friend chelsea who recorded uh you'll be hearing that Wait, episode it's horror quarter by stand no no i mean as in what is your because i know what like for instance max he's also like 80s horror he's like he loves 80s movies but he's also like um you know his main is oh, like, like genre and yeah the like where do you stand in the 80s are you because I know, for instance, like we, a lot of the films that we've done have been like those teen comedies. So you're like Breakfast Club. We did Sixteen Candles, Heather's. Like there's certain films. Like where, where is it? Like if you had the pick of '80s, what, which ones are the ones that you're like? Yeah, it's like I love them all, but these are my main favorite 
genre wise? Well, I mean, I, I think feel like as a girl, I feel like I will never get old, like the eighties, like teen high school, like movies, you know, because I, I feel like that, you know, nowadays there's like these teen movies and they, they like, they have, they make sense in the end, but there's not like a, a, like a, a lesson behind it all where I feel like, you know, or like an, or like a nice, like a, a a truly happy ending where I feel like these teen high school movies do, Yeah, you know? So I like that. I, I I find that funny, and it's genuine. It, I think, it, and I think they actually put like actual kids in the movie, mm-hmm. and and it shows off their humor. So I like that. Eighties horror, yes. Um, I don't know. I, I love how stupid <laughs> and you know naive. Um, like high school. I, I think I'm just stuck in that high school realm. But then again, I like action. I love like Lethal Weapon, Beverly Hills Cop. That's more considered comedy. Yeah, um, it, it's action comedy, so it's still I, action. I don't think I was ever an '80s drama person. I, I never Same really, got, I never got into that. I, ne- I didn't even think that there was anything dramatic in the '80s to made into a movie. Everything just seemed so like exciting or like you know fun, fun. Yeah, because yeah. like there are like those dramatic. Like I wasn't a like I mean like big '80s movies like. There's in- instance like there's beaches that one with Bette Midler. There's there's that one. I know that's like a big drama. Uh, Terms of endearment, you know. Uh, yeah. There's also that one, you know. So there's like certain films that um, are like huge in drama. I think even like Saint El- uh, Elmo's Fire. Like, but I've never just like you. I I wasn't a fan of those. I liked the fun '80s stuff. Like I liked the things that were just like. You know, enjoy like I, I there there was still some lightheartedness, not something that was just like yeah. I can't even think of what's a drama, eighties drama that I like. Christ, I can't even no, think of. Don't even try because if you try to think about it, it just it, it's not worth it. Yeah, because I don't think I really. Yeah, because like if we go down our list of what eighties movies we love, in which I really want to do Streets of Fire next episode. Oh uh, please, can we do Streets of Fire? We're gonna oh, do that God. one next. Did I, you watch it yet? Uh, no, I have it. I downloaded it. That's actually considered fun and action. Like that's cons- and it's a musical kind of. I want what really caught my interest was is the director of the Warriors. He directed this film, and this was his like, like, uh, big film. Like he, it, it, like I thought it was just like ah typical, but he he made like some weird like operatic adventure film. Like I don't know how to even label it. I can't remember verbatim we'll talk about it when we do the episode next well like the basis idea behind this was he wanted to make a world where like it was pretty much a world outside of a world like you know like like one part of the town was it's like it's like you stepped into the 50s you know the cars you know um how the hell like this this certain way these people are dressed and it's sort of poor yeah and, like, you have Tom Cody, who's the main character. Like, he just stepped outside of a Western, you know, because he's more of a cowboy-looking guy. And then you go to this other part of town, and it's it's the the age of the 80s, but, like, very Madonna, very neon-y and, like, you know, crazy. Like, you know, it's just – it's yeah. it's funny. And you love – love them. You've been trying to get me – or not – like, not get me – well, one, to watch it, but two, you've been wanting to do that episode. So I feel like it's time. Like, we do it. Oh yeah, one of the reasons why I love to sing was because of uh, Diane Lane. Yeah, see, I remember that because you posted a video of her singing in in that, and then isn't Rick Moranis in it too? Right? 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. So for sure, uh, we're gonna we're gonna be doing that one. Uh, uh, the next time you hear um, me and Renata talk, uh, talk, uh, we're gonna be she, doing we're gonna be doing uh, Streets of Fire. So and um, she's beautiful. Oh my god. Nope. And Diane Lane, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Is that your mom right there? Oh, yeah. I thought I heard. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Um. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be doing that. All right, you know what? Um, I would have to. Damn it! I see what 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 was funny was that before I came up with that, there there was a question I was going to ask you again with '80s movie related. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, here we go. Because it came up when you were talking about how like a lot of teen movies now they don't have what the '80s had. Like certain like they had that message and all that. Like so different. Is there any movies? that you enjoyed that are not from the 80s that like are a teen movie yeah. that you feel are like this does have that message what i loved about the 80s they they captured it you know either in the 90s or the 2000s is there anything yes um i love you beth cooper mm. i don't know what it is but it has that it has that uniqueness yeah it's, um, there's actually, it's actually was a book before it was a movie. And it, I mean, it's a typical, like the geek gets the girl type of thing, but yeah. he points it out, which I find funny because there's a part in the movie where he's like, listen, I know like, you know, it's, you're, you're captain of the, you're captain of the cheerleading squad and I'm like the captain of the debate team. And he says, I know it just doesn't sound right. It sounds so cliched for us to be together. You know, and he points that whole like eighties, you know, like label you know like like how they used they labeled them a lot like you know there was the geeks there was the jocks there was the popular girls you know but and then like the ending is good the music like i don't know it's just there's something about it and it has a great great message can i for those of you who don't know this movie i've seen the 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 cover like i know of this movie but i know nothing else aside from the fact that the cheerleader who saves the world you know, save the cheerleader, save the world is in it. Uh, Hayden Pantier or whatever. How? Panatera. Panatera. Okay. Um, but I'll just read the synopsis. Nerdy teenager Dennis Coverman uh, harbors a secret crush on Beth Cooper, the hottest girl in high school. During his graduation speech, Dennis lets out the, ca- the lets the cat out of the bag and declares his love for Beth who, instead of dissing Dennis, shows up at his house later that day and promises to show him the time is like. So that's pretty awesome. This guy, Ballsy, is like, F it, I'm graduating. I'm going to, I'm just going to tell her, I'm going to say, tell the world, or, you know, at graduation, whatever. And then (laughs) instead of thinking, like, that's it, she shows up. And I want to check this movie out. And me, and yesterday when I had recorded with Chelsea, um, I I had decided this, and you're going to love this, Renata. Um... Here's the thing. Sometimes the time circuits, they they don't work well. And the DeLorean's not going to take us back to the 80s sometimes. So there will be some movies where we, moments where we might get stuck in the 90s, maybe the 2000s or even the 70s. So I'm just letting you know the oh. DeLorean is not going to always take us back to the 80s. So there might be that moment where we get stuck in another time. Oh, my God. Like, you just made my, like, night... <sighs> I just made a noise. Trust me, that is, fans. If if you've been if you're new, 
go back and listen because you know Renata. Every almost I a lot of the early episodes, she armed for episodes and episodes. She would bug the hell out of me. I'd be like, nope, that's not eighties. Nope, that's not eighties. But here's the thing: you'll never hear us travel back to um, July nineteenth. 1995 because if you want to hear Renata talk about Clueless Clueless what am I saying Clueless head over to our our friends and pals at um what you call oh hydrate level I 4, level four please. yeah hydrate yeah travel back I mean go, go check out there because Renata guested on their show and um uh did Clueless there so you won't hear us do Clueless but you could venture there. I mean, you might hear me talk about it uh, at some point. You know, Renata will sit there for a little bit, and I'll, I'll give my thoughts on the film. But, uh, yeah, Renata's extremely happy that sometimes our DeLorean might take us to the 90s or the 2000s. So you, you'll never know. I know we're an 80s podcast, but, hey, the DeLorean didn't always work for Doc. You know, 1885, you know, like, they they went ever, 2025, you know, so. Look so. how you set up. Look how you made that, like, work. Love it. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, and you know what? Let's, let's really quickly I say we should do some shout outs. Shout outs, cool. Boom. Alright, so Renata has already guested on on recently two shows. So if you want to give out really quickly, because I I know we just said Hydrate Level 4. She guested on that. She was on on the clueless episode so if you scroll up and there is also two formerly of three tards now brandon from three tards has his own podcast and you guess it on that and what uh i i i i apologize i can't remember the name of the episode um or, or the show but she's uh currently looking up the number what episode it was but i'll give another shout out i want to give a shout out to the flux capacitors the world's only Back to the Future themed band. They were actually guests this past Monday, May. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, on May 11th, uh, 2015, they were guests on the Brothers Bear podcast, and it was awesome. We talked uh, so much 80s, and they. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, 88 was a combined episode, so I'm thinking of actually uploading it as an 88 episode also. Um, but yeah, so I want to give them a shout out, but, uh, are you, are you good, Renata? I, I'm trying to figure out the name and I, and I totally like went blank and I'm trying to search him and, oh, um, God, Brandon, I'm so sorry. If you're listening to this, please don't shoot me in the head. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Hey, but you know I'm... what? We, it's, it's okay because here's the thing, uh, fans, for those of you, if you're wondering like, Hey, where's Renata? I kept hearing, I heard an episode of just Sanch by himself, or I've heard, you know, Sanch and Max, and I heard Sanch and Chelsea. Like, where's Renata? Well, every now and again, Renata, she'll disappear because she is one of those that, hey, I'm in school, boom, full force, fully focused on school. So then the podcast, it becomes hard because based on our schedules, we're three hours apart. So by the time like I become available or she becomes available, it really messes with stuff and she needs to get stuff ready for school because, you know, she 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 just really she's one of those that she's not going to be like, oh, like, I mean, and then when she's available late at night, I'm not available because I'm working because on the weekends when I when she's out with her friends and stuff, he's like, well, why don't you guys record then? I'm like, well, here's the thing. She's out. She has the freedom at that moment. I'm I'm at work. Ladies and gentlemen, we have lives too. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm at work, so it's not like I could just ditch work and record. So, so yeah, so um, 
So so that's basically, and I'm actually, uh, um, so yeah, so that's why Renata can't remember the episode. But uh, I know we posted on eighty eight, right? Yes, we did. Uh. Oh wait, so, um, speaking of more eighties topics, uh, before I forget. Uh, there's a book I wanted to introduce to Sanch, and I want to introduce, introduce to all of you guys. Um, okay, it's, since, like, in the very beginning of the show, we were all obsessed with John Hughes. I'm actually, well, we're still obsessed with John Hughes. This is an 80s podcast. So, uh, <laughs> Yes, Renata's a dork. That, that was my snort. <laughs> so... A book that I have for you all today, and I'm promoting this awesome, awesome. It's it's called "You Couldn't Ignore Me If You Tried," and it's a book by Susanna Gora, and it's pretty much a look at every single movie that John Hughes made. Um, well, I'll, I'll, let me let me look at the. Uh, I'm gonna introduce you to the chapters. So the chapters of the book would be real quick. When did you get that book? I got this book, uh, like, three months ago. Because I don't know why, when you picked up that book, it really looks familiar. And I think you actually showed it to us on the... <laughs> you talked about it. But real quick, I mean, refresh us. Go ahead. Because I don't remember it. So Absolutely. Go for a refresher. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Again, it's called... You could ignore me if you tried. And the cover, I gotta point out, you you can't see the cover. It freaking looks awesome. You gotta you gotta take a picture of that, send it to me, and I'll post it. Cause that oh, absolutely. Actually, the picture of the front cover I have on my Instagram. So if you want to screenshot that, you can. Oh, okay, okay. I'll I'll do that. So talk about it, and I'll look for the image right now. All right. So it's called "You Couldn't Ignore Me If You Tried." It's called. It's about the Brad Pack, John Hughes, and their entire impact on the generation by Susanna Gora. All I have to say is, if you want to know more information about your, like, all-time favorite, like, 80s movies done by John Hughes, yeah, yes, that, that's the that's feature, Sand. <laughs> um, it pretty much just explains about John Hughes' life and where he was going at the time, and, you know, how he met Molly Ringwald and how he met Anthony Michael Hall and all these other people, but then it also goes into the lives of... Molly Ringwald, um, Judd Nelson, you know, Emilio Estevez, and and why they were called the Brat Pack, and like how they got their name, and like, and it's pretty much a lot of stuff is quoted from these actors. So they were interviewed by Susanna Gora. Oh, so, that okay, yeah. that that is extremely awesome because then it's not just some woman writing about i know that sounded bad i didn't mean woman like oh some woman I, if it was a guy i would say it's not like some man you know or some guy like uh, what i mean is like it's not just a certain person who regardless of whatever the hell they are man or woman but it's not just someone writing whatever they want to write this person is going to the sources and talking to them so i like that i like that they freaking are are, are interviewing the people who were in these john hughes films Oh, yeah, and it's so easy to read. It's not one of those books where, like, you, you really have a hard time focusing, especially if there's a lot of, like, I would say, like, very uh, upgraded, intelligent words. I mean, I don't know if I'm using that correctly, but it's very easy to read. Uh, I'll just read a little bit of it. Um, 
From 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, and St. Elmo's Fire to Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Say Anything. These are all the movies that she does talk about. The films of the Brad Pack have influenced an entire generation who still want to believe life always turns out like the 80s movies. You Could Ignore Me If You Tried, which is the title, takes us back onto the golden age of youth cinema, telling for the first time the complete story behind how these films were made. Though... Original and revealing interviews were scores of key players like Molly Ringwald, Matthew Broderick, Judd Nelson, Anthony Michael Hall, Andrew McCarthy, Rob Lowe, John Cusack, Cameron Crowe, and Ali Sheedy. Author Susanna Gora has crafted a sweeping tribute to a body of films that seared an entire generation and gripping in accounts of the people who brought these films to life. So I suggest that if you want to know more about these people and you want to know more about John Hughes, I suggest you buy it. It's pretty cheap on Amazon. Yeah, I I, I looked it up right now on Amazon so I could uh, tell our fans if you want to get this book, you could go to Amazon on paperback. It's thirteen eighty seven currently right now, mm-hmm. um, and if you have Amazon Prime, uh, you could get it right away in two days. Only nine left in stock, um, or you can get the Kindle uh, version for eleven eighty four. You have the paperback, right? Yes, I do. And if you're a hardcover fan, you know, you like them hard books. You're like, oh, I love hardcover. Yeah. Uh, you get That's eighteen ninety three. Yes. So. Um, dude, you should, de- are you going to buy it or do you want to borrow it from me? Um, or you, you could just buy it for me. Ladies and gentlemen. No, Renata jokes, but she's actually going to buy it for me. I already know her. She's going to send me, like, eight copies, and she's going to be like, read them all. And then it's going to be, like, Kathy Bates. She's going to show up and break my legs and make sure I read them all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, all right. All right. That's awesome. So, um, I found the image, everyone. So, we'll be able to talk about – let me talk about that. Um, I'll post it for those of you, you know, uh, make a reference to that. So, yeah. uh, It's beautiful artwork. And actually, the back. I have to show you the back really quick. That's the back picture. Oh, that's even – Dude, that's so cool. I love I love the the art. Uh, it, it's awesome. The front and the back uh, cover. Has oh, some... and the side is long, dug dung. Ah, okay, that's like the best part right there. <laughs> I like that. That's so cool. Yeah. So so there you have it. it you couldn't ima- ignore me if you tried. Uh, if you're if you're if you love the '80s um, and you you love reading things about the '80s and especially John Hughes. I mean, how can you not go without you know? talking about john hughes's films with without the you know with the oh, christ you know what i'm saying um it's yeah that that's freaking i love that that's that's so cool yeah it's i'm telling you it's a pretty legit book you know and uh, really quick ellie sheedy yeah super smart super intelligent that's all i gotta say <laughs> yeah she's actually wait no is that is that Ali Sheedy? Because I I really okay. Uh, yeah, Ali Sheedy is the one who played um, Allison in in um, Breakfast Breakfast Club. Well, no, no, no. I'm I'm I mean I know who she is, um, but I'm curious if that's is that her or no? That's probably someone else. In the yeah, that wasn't her. Never mind. But uh, in what? It's, uh, Christ, what is it called? What is it called? Uh, here we go. Well, hold on. There's a certain film that's coming out, and it's another uh, actress, an 80s actress, who's coming out in it, and she's in the actual 
film. Oh, Jennifer Jason Lee. That's who I was thinking of. Jennifer Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was in Fast Ma- Fa- Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that she's in the new Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, The Hateful Eight. Yes. Oh, you knew. Watch out. Look at this one right here. See, and that's why I'm friends with this woman. Cause she's I know. I'm awesome so excited. Like <laughs> I'm like, like legit. I was, yeah. I was watching, I was on Netflix, and I was watching Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. A great, oh my God, great sequel. Unbelievable. And actually, it's rumored on his um, IMDb that he's planning on doing a three, which I don't know how he's going to do a Kill Bill volume three. Yeah, it says, uh, I'm actually on his IMDb as I was going, I was trying to scroll back. Unless Bill isn't dead. It says right here, writer, (laughs) uh, character, the bride as Q, um, announced. So Kill Kill Bill volume volume three so it actually just says announced so it looks like he might end up actually doing it so that's awesome um there's another film with another uh famous actress from the 80s when you think when you want to label an 80s female actress who is you feel is like the queen or the princess of the 80s when it comes to female Molly Ringwald. Exactly. And then there's this film, for those of you who are in the 80s, I don't remember really what... I I mean, I kind of watched it, but I don't remember anything about this show. But there's this one movie coming out based on a cartoon show called Jen and the Holograms. Um, Ooh. They just released the trailer uh, yesterday. Uh, so if you want to check it out, um, if you were a fan of Jen, I know we posted about it uh a while back and a lot of people were like what How? oh that's i hope they just they don't you know teen it up or whatever you know and i watched the trailer and it, it and then i went and tried to watch some gen episodes and it does not it looks literally like a haunt a hannah montana uh instead of a gen and the holograms you know movie like it's seriously like i i get hannah montana would probably they took the idea from gen and holograms you know that alter the ego and all of that but one thing i don't see the the, the computer in in uh, that that jen would always like talk to like because I, I, again vaguely i'm trying to remember stuff but molly ringwald is actually in the film i guess she plays the mom of um she's always playing moms uh, like she was in uh what was it um, uh secret life of american teenager she was the mother of the of the girl and i i think it's some people probably behind that film. Yeah, another 80s uh, uh, actress who, I mean, also early 90s, uh, you know, freaking uh, Juliette Lewis, you know, she's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, like, there's uh, the, I just want to point out, it's cool to see her in, in, in a film, you know, but I guess she's just in that one show mainly, right? Yeah, well, look at uh, Judd Nelson coming back. He's in the newest show, uh, Empire. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, he's the he's the other uh, musical boss. Yeah, the one I miss is Emilio Estevez. Yeah, like he's hiding. Like he he needs to like stop hiding. Yeah, I remember he did direct. Uh, he was doing some directing. He did this one movie. I really liked it. It was it was sad too, and it was about um, the Robert Kennedy assassination. And I know <laughs> and. Uh, I know Lindsay Lohan was in it. Uh, freaking uh, Elijah Wood was in it. Um, it was really good, and it's sad, but I liked that movie. And and, and Emilio Estevez directed it. So I, I mean, I know he he was going into the field of directing, but they really need to do a 
a cool little like look back something like an anniversary of the mighty ducks man that'd be awesome <laughs> oh no like i i always i always have like little like fantasies like i kind of wish that like they do like like a breakfast club like now but i want all the original cast from the breakfast club to be like parents but still send them to the same high school and then like somehow like like they do like they'll focus on the kids but then again they'll focus on the parents somehow like the kids are just so bad that like they have to sit back and see each other again and they're maybe like stuck in this like teachers meeting and you know like i don't know just like something like funny and cool like that well you would but i want to be the next like claire but, like that's, that's, <laughs> that's all that's always been your your freaking dream i would is- love that's my dream my my dream uh, like job to like be that character but it be any character it would be her that that you you, you sh- i i mean i'm telling you if you look at our logo she's on there she's dressed up as claire you know so she is she is claire she's the freaking she is the princess especially too because you're the only child you know so of course you got all the the awesomeness you didn't have to compete or fight with any other siblings it was all about you you know Exactly. And it's funny because every Tuesday that I go in for work, I have sushi because they have sushi Tuesdays and I always have like, and they have the little miniature Cokes too. So like I sit there and I'm like, hmm, I'm Claire. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you won't, you won't put a tongue in your mouth, but you'll put that. What's the line? She's like, you won't put a guy's tongue in your mouth and you're going to eat that. She's like, can I eat? I don't know. Give it a try. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so if they- okay. no i love when like they're getting out lunch and she was like she's like what's in your what's in your bag where's where's your lunch you're wearing it <laughs> and <then> she's like <laughs> what she says she was like exhausted or no um disgusting or something like that yeah um oh what you call it like i i know like that's the thing like we who knows maybe i i guarantee you studios have been trying to remake the breakfast club but when it comes to like 80s like i know one film that is going to be coming out soon this summer is i i always stumble on properly announcing this goddamn word but it's pult pulcher pult guy christ poltergeist yeah okay we're gonna we're gonna help out sans right now and you're never gonna forget this Think of pole, <laughs> like an actual pole. Pole. Chur. Chur. Like you're churring or chur. Chur. Geist. Geist. Poltergeist. Yay, yeah. I did it. Poltergeist. Did it, did it, did it. Oh, it actually comes out in uh, uh, next week. It comes out on the 22nd. Poltergeist. Woo. Ooh, okay, so... Um, well, you know what? We'll we'll try we'll kind of do a double episode later on because what we'll do is hopefully after uh, we all have seen the new film because I'm curious to see it. I mean, I'm glad the clown still exists um, because that was the one thing without without the clown th- this movie couldn't happen. Like I always that that stupid doll that doll was always scary and and so far it looks good, but it 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 it, it looks freaky to me. Um, I, I just like, you know, the producers, you know, Sam Raimi is producing this. Um, and, I, I mean, it looks fun. It looks enjoyable. I'm a huge fan of Sam Rockwell. He's in it, you know. Um, so let's let's see let's see if this is uh, hopefully any good. I know, uh, like I said, there's the, the original, Paul Turgeist. 
that was released in 82, a year after I was born. So uh, if Renata goes to see this movie uh, or, or not, then maybe we could do a cool little, like, in one episode, do the double about talk about the original and then talk about the whole remake and then see the comparisons. What was better? What should have been left out? What did they do differently that worked? Blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, so so that's awesome. So I'm... I'm uh, uh yeah and then also too I'm 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 excited for this is Pee-wee's uh was it next christmas the Netflix movie Uh Pee-wee's like Christmas Vacation or something like that Yeah like, yeah Oh my god I'm excited about that and that's going to be Tim Burton too right No 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 It's uh Judd Apatel and and uh what's his name and Paul Rubens Oh my god do you think they're going to do okay I mean I think so I mean it's well, because get, well, you want to hear this? Guess what Tim Burton's next project's going to be? Uh, I don't know. I could easily oh. look it up, but well, I want to say it. So he's doing Beauty and the Beast like live action. Like it's it's going to be like an actual like see how like the Beauty and the Beast Disney cartoon was like all the music and stuff like that. Well, it's going to be real people. Like you know, it's going to be like a famous. It's and you know, and he's actually taking over that. He is. Yeah, look it up. Uh, Directing Beauty and the Beast. No, it says Beauty and the Beast. The one with Emma Watson, right? Yeah. No, it's being directed by Bill Condon. Nope. says it right here on IMDb. Well, they were putting a lot of, like, they said Tim Burton was going to be a part of it. So, I mean, I figured, well, what else could he do except direct it? Yeah, the guy who is, is the guy who directed Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two and Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One. Yeah. He also he also directed Dreamgirls. Um, yeah, I mean he he directed Candyman. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I've I've looked more into that, but I swear, like. I was look. I mean, I was just looking up Beauty and the Beast to with, and I just saw like Tim Burton. Yeah, up. I'm I'm looking at Tim Burton, so I'm seeing if he even produced it. Nope. He, currently, he's shooting right now is Alice Through the Looking Glass, um, and he's executive producer on Beetlejuice too. So he's not even going to direct that. Oh wow. Um. Let's see. Director. Nope. There. He's not uh, directing. Um. It doesn't say right here, freaking. Oh, he didn't even dress Alice through the looking glass. He's just a producer. Oh, he didn't even direct it. Huh, that's crazy. Disney was like, we made a ton of money. We got to do it. Let's see if he even wrote it. No, he didn't even write it. Wait, Alice through the looking glass. Is that a, uh, is that a continuing to Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so Johnny Depp's going to be the Mad Hatter again and like all that other stuff. Do you want to see what the cast is? All right, you got Johnny Depp. Obviously, he's returning as the Mad Hatter. Anne Hathaway is playing the White Queen, and I think she's perfect for that. Oh, um, I think so, too. Obviously, Helen Bottom Carter is back as the Red Queen. Uh, Michael Sheen is the White Rabbit. He's just the voice. Uh, again, the girl who played uh, Alice in the first one, she's back. Alan Rickman, I thought he was the best part of the whole freaking film, The Blue Caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen as Time. It just says Time. Um, and then that's it. Like, those are the, the people that they uh, not really, like... Again, Matt Lucas, Tweedledee, Tweedledum. I thought that was funny. The Cheshire Cat, same guy, Stephen Fry. So, yeah, it's a, it says right here, storyline. When Alice wakes up in Wonderland, she must travel through a mysterious new world to retrieve a... Ma- 
magical uh, scepter that can stop the evil lord of time before he turns forward the clock and turns Wonderland into a barren, lifeless old world. With the help of some new friends, Alice must also uncover an evil plot to put the Queen of Hearts back on the throne. Oh, nice. So that means Sasha Baron Cohen is going to be the villain in this film. And... He's always he always plays like a villain, like in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> I, I I like I like a. I like him too. I I, I think he's really good. Um, no. Oh, and I have something before I forget. Yeah. A uh, funny story. So, uh, like you know, I'm with one of my friends, and we're sitting on a bench, and it it was called Bill Biff's bench. And, you know, and, and, you know, we like Back to the Future, too. So I'm like, oh, my God, it's Biff Spinch. You know, <laughs> and he says, well, I have something to tell you. And he said, my best friend, that's his cousin. And I was like, who? He's like the guy who plays Biff. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? Because they have the same last name. Well, for, well, first, he when he met when he met his friend, he said, oh, you're such and such. He's like, oh, are you guys related? He's like, yeah. And if you, what's, what's the guy's name who plays Biff? Um, Christ, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Tom something, right? Yeah, Christ. Uh, Tannen. I'll look him up. Uh, yeah. So, he... Thomas F. Wilson. Yeah. And his last name is, like, you know, F. Wilson. So, he's like, oh, my God. He was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm related to, you know, the guy who plays Biff. Because Tom Wilson is originally from Philadelphia. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He's a Philadelphian. Oh, watch out. Yeah, so... I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, Wilson was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and raised nearby Wayne, Pennsylvania. Where's that at? Wayne, Pennsylvania, that's like kind of mid... Mid-east. I'm east-east. Like, I'm right by the water. Oh, so that means technically you guys are related because he's also Philadelphian. Yeah. All right, on. Yeah. Yipper. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty funny. So maybe one day I'll get to meet him, if ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. One day. Just don't bring up Back to the Future because he he doesn't like talking about Back to the Future. But or he, Crispin Glover. Yeah. It, what he does is he has this little card that he carries with him that's laminated that answers every question of Back to the Future that you have, and he hands them out to his fans. But how does he know? Like, what if there's, like, some creative... It, I like, guess it's always, like, the same questions. I don't know. Like, are you a real? Are you really a mean guy? Like, you know, like, you know. <laughs> so yeah. Like, Do you really have the hots for Lorraine? Like, right there, or something like that. Do you, Are you friends with Crispin Glover? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, what you call it, like, what's cool about... All right. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the band that we had on our show. They were called the Flux Capacitors. If it, this is the bad part for Renata because she'll she won't be able to experience this. But out here in Southern California, this this band they go around and they just play all '80s music, and, and it's just not new wave. They'll play everything. But the awesome thing about this band is they dress up as characters from Back to the Future. So you so- have you know the lead singers dress up like Marty. You got Biff Tannen. You actually have George McFly, Doc Brown, and you even have Lorraine. <laughs> so yeah, I love the guy. The, the, the guy's dressed up like a girl. He's dressed up like Lorraine, and Lorraine's on the drums. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she yeah, she is on the drum with the wig and everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and here's the thing about about 
this uh, band is that. And they're going to be a part of this event. So, let's see, 30th anniversary. Um, this year, we're in 2015. So, this year marks the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future. Um, and um, they're going to have... This, this is where Renata, if you can, you really uh, need to try to travel out here to freaking... Um, in October. Because uh, the, this rest of the, the for the rest of the episode, we're probably going to be talking about a lot of Back to the Future. Um, so this is next October. The, the no, thing? this year. This this year's uh, um, this October. Oh. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to look it up because there's like a a three or ah no don't play I don't want to play. <laughs> okay, there we go. I muted it. Uh, this is, um, it's a whole 30th anniversary celebration in 160 days, 22 hours, 6 minutes, and 9 seconds. Uh, it's a whole big old celebration of what they're going to be doing. It, the Lone Pine Mall, or Twin Pines Mall, whichever you want to talk, whichever you want to label it as, um, they're actually going to recreate at the Puente Hills Mall, it, they're going to do the whole midnight, uh, or 1 a.m. scene where Marty is with Doc and they travel back in time. They're going to recreate it at the mall where they filmed it at. And that mall is is not far from me at all. It's like a few miles from me. Uh, let's see. It's all. We're going back. 2015. 30th anniversary fan celebration of Back to the Future. Held in the Los Angeles, California area. So that's the downside. From Wednesday, October 21st through Sunday, October 25th. So it says, so obviously they're doing it when, you know, the movie, you know, in the, in the sense of the film takes place, even though it's the 25th anniversary, they're using the date and the, what they, uh, entered in the flux capacitor. So, and this, they did this back in 2010. So, um, they did this for the 20th anniversary. So real quick, I'll read it, uh, where it talks about back in 20, uh, uh, the 25th anniversary in Los Angeles, um, Everyone of you embarked on a historic journey through time and followed through the footsteps of Marty McFly, reliving, reliving the week he spent in 1955. So they had a lot of Back to the Future themed events in historic downtown Hill Valley while trying to avoid our future. So, okay, blah, blah, blah. Uh, for those, there's also videos. You could go to wheregoingback.com. So if you want... Uh, if you want to uh, look this up, uh, they had an, uh, an event where it was at the Puente Hills Mall. They actually recreated the sign again. It's no longer there, but they they, they did the sign there. So like so they had they did a screening out in the parking lot. You're able to see like the car. It was pretty cool. Um, and also too, they had like uh, events where you could buy Back to the Future. They at the school where they ho- they hosted the the. What's the dance? The Enchantment Under the Sea dance. They, yes. they they had there. It was um. Let's see. Day one oh, uh, consisted of screening of Back to the Future for thousands of fans. Uh, while actually at the actual Twin Pines Mall, uh, featuring celebrities, awards, and incredible accurate uh, DeLorean replicas. Um. Uh. So so yeah. So then day two, it was uh, at Universal Studios. Profiles in history, uh, so like they had auctions and everything uh, benefits uh, the Marty McFly. I mean Marty McFly, uh, the uh, Michael J. Fox Foundation. So they went um, and and they had like a cool auction. There's all this memorabilia from the films. 
Uh, also, mean uh, in the Hill Valley, so like where they the filming locations, the original filming locations, they had a battle of the band, so they have a traveling museum, exclusive props, memorabilia. So it's like a whole event, and you get to travel around our our cities of 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 and around Los Angeles, Pasadena, Whittier, where all the original homes are, uh, where they filmed all these movies, and it is so freaking awesome. So if you are in Southern California, you really need to come out here. Um, especially you, Renata, because this is something that I, if you would could come out here in October and we could do like a cool coverage for our show, like it would be awesome. I mean, they go I would, to, I would, I would love, I think, cause I mean, cause I don't know how plane tickets would be, but I think that like, I, I well, yeah, I'd have to, I would definitely want to go. Yeah. I mean, I want to go, but it's like, yeah, it's a whole, like, it's like a week's worth and, and like. Then yeah, so for 2015 they're gonna they're gonna do it. Um, they obviously have a complete experience in which you can't. I mean, I'm I, that's way too much for me. Uh, it's uh, 880 bucks, but you can do individual days, so you don't have to do it all. So I mean, if you can do any of them, like it'd be it'd be awesome. Like let's see, let's see what the prices are. Um, it doesn't really is it? You can only do. Complete it. I don't want to do a complete experience. <laughs> I'm like, no way. I, I just want to see how much. I don't know how much it is, ladies and gentlemen. But if you're only stuck doing, <laughs> he stopped. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just reading. But anyways, okay. So yeah. So there's Back to the Future. Also, too, if you're fans of Lego and you like the Lego games, they now they're they're featuring Back to the Future in the Lego. Um, yes, they are. Yeah, so if you're if you, you, now you could play as Marty McFly in the Lego game, so that's pretty cool. So you can check that out. But uh, this year is a huge year for Back to the Future, and uh, I asked that question uh, to an actual band because the one of the questions I had was in Back to the Future, Marty offers his assistance to help the band playing at the Enchantment of the Sea dance. Um, Marty goes up there and he's all playing and everything. And at one point, you know, he's starting to disappear. The band doesn't know what's going on. The guy playing the piano even leans over. He's like, hey, you all right, boy? You know, he's like, I can't play. And he starts playing terrible. Even the lead singer looks at him and kind of is like, oh, like, this sounds terrible. Like, and then right when, you know, Marty steps up and then George kisses and everything is out and everyone claps. Yay! And then... He, like, gives them the guitar. He's like, hey, how about we play something that really kicks? Like, they uh, they offer, like, they give that invitation to play something else. And I made a, a, a comment saying, like, hell no. No band would have been like, dude, you, like, you just sucked. Like, get off the stage. Like, we trusted you. You're terrible. But in the movie, they ask him to play again. So I asked the real a band, the Back to the Future band, the Flux Capacitors. I asked them, would you have done that? And they're like, hell no. We would have told them, dude, get off the stage. We would not invite him to play. So that's why I know that's a huge issue in Back to the Future. No way would Marty been able to play his Johnny B. Good. And no way had Chuck Berry would have figured out that he's like, it's your cousin, Marvin Berry. You know, so <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to point that out. Marvin Berry. <laughs> and I've been working on we listen to this. <laughs> and then that's when uh, they were saying like, oh, so white people invented rock and roll. You know, that's I remember always hearing about that. <laughs> all right. So, all right, Renata. So 
I don't know if you had any other final thoughts. We're already at in over an hour, so I didn't know if you wanted to add anything else, if you wanted to bring up any other topics, or you feel comfortable as to the recording of where we're at. What do you think? Uh, I just want to say that, like, I really enjoyed the band when I watched your show, and I wonder if they're, like, going on tour anytime soon. So if they, like, end up, like, going, like, cross-country and, like, you know, come to Philadelphia, I'll be willing to see them. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, I know they do a lot of stuff Southern because they're based here in Southern California, but they are going to be a part of um, of what they were saying, uh, a cruise. They're going to do a Back to the Future cruise. A um, what? Yeah, Back to... See, I'm telling you, like, it, it's like they have all these awesome things going on with Back to the Future, and it just sucks that... Like, for instance, for you, you, you miss out because all of this is, like, it's Hollywood. Like, because, it, you know, Hollywood out here, Universal Studios, everything, Los Angeles, everything was filmed out here that they're doing everything out here. And it sucks for you. Like, like you get you miss out. Like, for me, I miss out on Philly cheesesteaks, you know. Um, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're like, I'd rather have a, a Back to the Future than a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> capacitor i want to hold that yeah that was awesome like our picture you saw that that replica that i was holding yeah. i was like ah you know i was all excited awesome oh my god and then even the ah what is it mr fusion that yes. was awesome oh. yeah it was it was it was cool i i loved it i mean just is she was just talked all i mean we, the whole episode we're talking about the band but just like to have that like that back to the future and then to be recognized by because there's going to be a documentary a 30th anniversary Back to the Future documentary that they've been working on. Not them, but there, there's been one in the works. So that's so cool. I mean, Back to the Future, it, it just holds a huge legacy. I mean, it's it's the film. It's what it's that movie that it, obviously it was Monster Squad that brought us together. But the name, like our name, and, and we just, we always bring up Back to the Future. For some reason, like when you think of 80s, there's so many movies. But I feel like the, 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 the movie that holds strong for that time frame is for me is back to the future, you know? And it, you know and what? It, our name could have been the eighties squad, the eighties squad. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I just thought about that too. Or why not even the monster squad? Would that have worked? But would but we spell like, differently though? Like we would have did squad, but like throw W in squad, you know, something like written it, but it's monster squad. I don't know. I like 88 miles per hour podcast. Like, it's so like you know I don't know it's a it's a fun podcast we've been you know we've been doing this show for for how long have we been doing about this? a year and a half let's see I'm gonna look at the original posting date um, January 10th uh, 2014 so we've gone well obviously we've gone over a year we've been doing this show for for quite a while ladies and gentlemen. Um, me and Renata, we've been we've been friends for going on. We're gonna be going on what uh, two two or three years? Yes. Yes, what? Yes, I, I agree. No, I'm asking you a question. Has it been two or three years? Oh, I thought you said two to three years, and I said, yeah, I I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, when did you do Ladies of Laughter? When did that show happen? That was two that that was early 2013, or maybe late. No, no, I would say late 2013. Okay, so we're 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 gonna be going on three. This year is gonna be three years, then, right? Because thirteen, four, no, fourteen. 15, no, I'm sorry. It's um, two yeah, years. it's gonna be two years. Um, 
probably sometime by the the summertime because we went on rant around May or June. So and then we had you guys shortly on. So yeah, so that means we're two years. I, I would have known this girl here. She's 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 awesome, Renata. She's she, you know if you're if you're fans, uh, please make sure to like, subscribe, uh, comment. Any questions you want to ask us, Renata? I mean. That's the thing. She's young, but she has a lot of knowledge of the '80s. It's why we became friends. Um, she she just loved the '80s, and I was so shocked by that. And she's she's freaking awesome. Renata is like a she's a good friend. It just sucks that you know. But one day we will be able to record in person. I know it. One we day will. we will be able to record in person. I know it's it's in the books, ladies and gentlemen. It's in the book. The best things in life are worth waiting for. Yeah, uh, and um. To make uh, you laugh, Sanj, um, I was watching uh, Back Back to School. Oh, nice. Yes, it, it was on. And Joey never saw anything with Ronnie Dangerfield in it. Oh, and really? So it was more like an intro. Like me and my mom. No, not my mom. Me and my dad and Joey were, were sitting and watching Back to School. My dad and me love Ronnie Dangerfield. And I don't know. I feel Wait, like one you say favorite- Ronnie without the D, huh? Oh, I said it fast. Ronnie Dangerfield. I oh, say okay. Ronnie. I say this. I have to pronounce. And your dad loves Rodney Dangerfield because I remember he talked about that. Well, I don't know what episode. I mean, it may, it may, yeah, it may have been that actual episode where he talked about he loves Rodney Dangerfield. Mm Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved him. Love him. And um, our favorite part is the history teacher. We're like, you know, in the like when he says, "So why did we pull our men out of Vietnam?" And the girl gives this whole like educational <laughs> like answer, and then he's like, "Is she right?" <laughs> like you is know, and right? yeah, I like how he goes this with the smile, that grin. Is she right? Huh? Is she right? <laughs> I love that scene. But go on. Say it. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god and i love he does it again in the end where he's like he's like the man's under a lot of pressure give him give him his time say it say it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love that movie i mean before you go back how long is your break my break is it three months yes three months so you're you're not like me where i only get two weeks and i go right back so you get three months so right before you go to school we have to do back to school I think it'd be yeah. fun. We got to do a back to school episode because then at that point, Renata, she's going to be going back to school. So her time will be a little scarce. When she's available, she'll record. But for three months, I get Renata. So yay. Um, and then we get to be friends again for a while. Yay. But then she, <laughs> but then she disappears is again. Right? And I, then I cry is myself. He, is asleep. he right? <laughs> <laughs> I, at night, I'm always laying there being like, Renata, ah, cheese steaks. <laughs> <laughs> I always get sad. I'm like, oh, my best friend's missing. When? <laughs> my best friend. Yeah, that's and then yeah, my best friend who I've never met in person. Oh, but one day, ladies and gentlemen, you're gonna hear us do one a live episode together. One day, uh, I w- it, it, I, I don't want to get into that, but I it almost happened this year, but stupid taxes and stuff so i ended up owing you know so I was yeah, like, well Darn. i mean sanchez gonna have to come to philadelphia first yeah or- because based on it, it would make more sense for me to travel out there because i doubt her parents would let her travel out here at freaking and you know and they'll be like all young she she'd be like that traditional like movies where it's like a a girl coming out to la being like wow and then next thing you know she gets kidnapped and she puts get into like you know 
I don't know. <laughs> There'll be another Taken movie from, like, we'll get another Taken movie from my life. It's literally the moment she walks off the bus is Welcome to the Jungle is going to play. Welcome to the Jungle! <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, I, I was pitching more like Vacation, the Go-Go's. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it would be. I would make sure you'd like vacation. I would take a or, vacation. Or let's, let's go like Karate Kid and let's do uh, Cruel Summer Ooh. by Bananarama. Oh, that would be that'd be a cool one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, well, before we end. soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, that, that would, you know, plan your soundtrack when you come out here. It, 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 you know what it's going to be like? It's going to be like Romy and Michelle, where, like, they put Footloose <laughs> in the car. That's going to be you. You're going to put the song, like, woo, you know. <laughs> and then that's, you're going to have your whole soundtrack played off. So when we're in the car and I'm driving you around, you're going to have your whole soundtrack playing. You're like, oh, wait, hold on. Here's, this song fits for this moment. This song fits for this moment. And then I'm going to jump on top of the car, and then I'm going to play, do a Teen Wolf and put, like, the Beach Boys on. <laughs> yeah and then next thing you know flash forward to i i hit something she flew forward and died (laughs) (laughs) i'm like renata no and i just see her "Ah!" (laughs) fly over the car perry kim renata is in the hospital she's not gonna make it the next plane comes out <laughs> like six, seven hours later. They're at the hospital. Yeah, but it's just your dad's gonna be like, "What'd you do?" I'm like, "Teen Wolf." Teen Wolf. <laughs> oh man, that'd be freaking awesome. You know what sucks? This is the part, ladies and gentlemen, that always makes me sad because we're gonna be we're gonna be done recording right now after song of the week, and it's the moment where like. We can't just be like, hey, Renata, you know, let's go get a donut or something. Like, you know, it's like, like, Aww. it's just like, I just see her face and then that's it. We cut screens and then that's the end of it. So it's always, this is always the sad part at the end of every episode when I'm done recording with Renata. It's like anyone, any other podcasts that are out there, most of you who have podcasts, you're all in the same freaking room. So when I'm with like Shweddy or Carlos, we're all there. We talk afterwards and we're like, all right, I'll see you later. And we could actually do that cool, like little you know, ha- high five thing, whatever, like handshake, you know, but we're not, it's literally just waving at the screen and doing like touching the screen. Like, no, <laughs> but yeah. So, so that's always the sad part, ladies and gentlemen. So it's a, uh, if, so if you're wondering if you're new, we're not as in Philly, I'm in Los Angeles and we're far apart from each other. So that's how we record through Skype. So yeah. So if you're new, Thanks for coming and joining and listening into this new uh, to the to our episode. Um, Renata's on a school break, so we're gonna be catching up a lot uh, off the show, obviously. But then also too, we'll we'll bring her in. But uh, Streets of Fire, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah, so she'll let me know when she's available, and the next episode. Hi, next week. Next week we'll do Streets of Fire. All right, next week. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it this week. I'll watch Streets of Fire, take some notes, and you're gonna hear Renata geek out a lot because that's one of her favorite movies. She's been talking about it uh, throughout the episodes. That's her one of her favorites. And then that, and then one of the songs from that movie will be Song of the Week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'll look up the album and I'll see it. So I'll put that in there. So yeah. So but for this week's Song of the Week, we're gonna go to uh, Tears for Fears. Uh, Tears for Fears, a uh, great freaking band. I love them. And I thought, you know what? Let's travel back to literally a month before I was born in November of 1981. Um, this this uh, 
I mean, well, it was reissued in 85, but I'm going to give you the original release. And it's, uh, the song I'm giving you is, uh, Suffer the Children. Uh, I, I really, uh, love this, um, this song. Just, like, the beat, and then you hear, like, the, the kids, like, like, uh, singing in it. La, 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 la. I don't know. It just sounds awesome. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a cool freaking, um, a cool uh song uh actually it's some some info was it was that it was re- it was written by uh roland orsball and it was released no- originally in november of 81 it was the band's first release recorded in bath england shortly after the breakup of orsball and kurt smith's previous band gratitude then the song would be eventually be re-recorded for inclusion on the tears for feared album the hurting in in uh, 1983. So I guess originally it was recorded in 81. It was released in 83, then reissued in 85. Um, so yeah, so it's a it's a great song. I love this freaking song. Um, I'm I you know I don't know uh, much of the history of this song. All I know is I've been listening to this song for freaking years, and I love this goddamn song by uh, yeah by Tears for Fears. Aside from like you know the obviously Head Over Heels, I think Suffer the Children has to be like one of my top favorite songs by uh, Tears for Fears. So yeah, so. So if uh, you guys are, you know, if you if you want to hear, here's a little quote from both Kurt Smith and Roland. It's like, Suffer the Children was the first song we did together when we left Gratitude. It's our very first experimentation with sequences and drum machine with a guy called David Lord. We worked with Peter Gabriel and different people down in Bath. So that was actually the first song we did as Tears for Fears. That was Kurt Smith. Uh, Roland says, we were really big. Uh, we were really big on this at the time. We really thought children were born innocent, good, and holy. When you're when you've got kids of your own, you realize how bloody difficult it is. But it isn't that kind of thing. Saying, "Look at what you're doing with your child." So, so yeah. So, um, check it out. Uh, that's song of the week once again, Renata. Thank you for joining us. Uh, uh, coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. I love it every time we record. It's uh, it's good to see your face because it's the only way I get to see your face is uh, when we Skype, regardless if we're just in conversation or, or or we're recording. It's awesome to see your face again. So welcome back, um, and yeah. So uh, any any final thoughts? Any words? It's fun to have fun, but you have to know how. Said by Dr. Seuss. Ooh, I like that. There you go. That's a great, great, great great quote all right ladies and gentlemen well it's been fun uh eating cheesesteaks but i think it's time to get into the delorean and travel back to the future
Well, no wonder you're late. Why, this clock is exactly two days slow. Two days slow? Of course you're late. <laughs> My goodness. We'll have to look into this. Aha! <laughs> uh -huh. I see what's wrong with it. Why, this watch is full of wheels.